Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, we are back. Happy New Year! I knew you were going to do that. You did it last time. I know. So I felt like I had to do it this time. I know. Hopefully your new year is off to a great start. Hopefully your greens are juiced and your gym membership is active. I was like, what greens are juiced? And your bank account is full and saving a bunch and all the things people do for the new year. There you go. You're cracking down on some new like parenting disciplines. You're reading every day being really kind in your communication all the new year resolutions mm-hmm. so. yeah we've already done a lot of episodes over the years on like why we kind of hate or slash love different resolutions or goal-oriented things but today we have one that I think is really important as we walk into the new year if you want to look at any discipline you want to get back on track with or realign in thinking or start for the first time this I would think would be the most important Yeah. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about just the discipline of meeting with God throughout your day. If that actually looks like tangibly reading your Bible, but what are some creative ways that we can meet with God in our everyday life that maybe just like more practically meet our schedules and lives? Yeah. Just giving a little bit of background on how this topic came about for us this year is I think I've been, if I could reframe or think through my past year with anything, it would be just this slight change in how I view my time with God. And what I mean by that is obviously I always had this personal relationship and having a quiet time is kind of how we were raised of this very disciplined, you know, opening your Bible, drinking your coffee, having a quiet space to do so. Maybe you're the morning person. Maybe you like to do it before bed, whatever that looks like, or doing my homework from certain Bible studies and having it be this really structured thing. And something God showed me this year is while that is still very much a part of my life, and I would like press that that should be of any believer, especially in an age where it's like you give so much time to other things, like you can practically sit down and read your Bible and spend time with God. And we grow so much through our knowledge of him in that way. I just started finding certain disciplines that I was doing in my life to realize like, oh my gosh, I feel really, I hate to say feel, but I'm growing in connection with God through this thing that I didn't expect maybe. And I want to continue that habit so that these become disciplines in my life. Well, I think this is one of the areas that if you grew up in a Christian home or even if you didn't, even if you like came to faith on your own, I think the discipline of reading your Bible obviously is an important one. Meeting and communing with God every day is something that we're called to and commanded in the Bible. But I think if you have grown up in maybe the tradition of, yes, my quiet time needs to look like this really serene, perfect, quiet space and time, I think then we're bogged down. And when actual life happens that maybe then your life transitions that you start working full time or you get married and now you're doing life with someone else in your home or you have children and then your kids kids are on different Mm -hmm. schedules. And I think although it is really good to have the discipline of and we need to figure out like, how do I meet with God every day? I think we're bogged down by the ideal or the expectation that it needs to look like this quiet, calm space that we're doing that alone. And I think one thing God has just sweetly taught you and I of like, no, my time with God, because I'm in a personal, intimate relationship with him, that actually looks like a lot of different things. I mean, we want to go through some of those in this conversation today, but that means I can meet with him and talk with him and commune with him any time of my day because he is my friend. He is my father. He is close to my heart and mind. And it doesn't have to be 
this like set up space that like if that doesn't happen, then shoot, I'm doomed for the day. Yeah, I think we tend to go to one extreme. So if we're not having this very structured quiet time, we're just like out with even talking to God at all throughout our day. And again, if we're looking at God's word and learning from the people we read about in scripture and how we're commanded to live, there is nothing in there that talks about opening your Bible at 5.30 a.m. with your cup of coffee and doing it in that way. And so I started getting curious of like, well, what did it look like for the early believers, the early followers of Jesus to really follow and be in relationship with Jesus every day? And I think we can look at that as such a good example. Their prayer life, their conversations with other believers, their actual disciplines of like studying the scripture that they had from the Old Testament, that all mixed together to build their relationship. And the truth is, the more we kind of experience these alternative ways to spend time with God, they can become habits. They don't just like happen because we want that. It's easy to say like, well, you can talk to God throughout your day and you can meet with God in a lot of different ways. It's easy to say that, but how do we actually get to a practical place where that is our day? And so I think it kind of has to start with like brainstorming these ideas and then coming up with disciplines to support them until they become just like habit in your life. Mm -hmm. And please don't hear us because I think, I hope if you've listened to going there, if this is your first episode or 18th, I hope that you have heard our passion and desire for people to really know scripture for themselves. And so there is a reality too, you do have to train up that when we look at people in the Bible, that they are training up. I mean, they had classes, they went to school to study the scripture. So we have to be people who are willing to do that. So we're not saying that these are alternatives of like, you can never read your Bible and you can do this. No, you don't get to this intimacy with God unless you actually know his character for yourself. And you're only going to know that character by reading his Bible. And so there are some practical tools, but we hope that this conversation is one that's encouraging to say, okay, no, but how does this become actual habitual? Like I can meet with God when I am doing these tasks around my home. I heard it once in parenting, but I think it really just applies to all areas of life that our number one goal in parenting is to show the reflection and being in awe of God before our kids that as parents, we get to showcase for our kids that like, wow, mom and dad are so in awe of God, they see him in all areas of life. And I've really pondered on that a lot because I'm like, oh, that's not even just a parenting thing. That's really just a Christian thing that our lives and our actions and our words and how we think about things and how we view things in this world should reflect to other people that we are so in awe of our creator who made all things, who is a part of all things, who orchestrates all things in our life that we can constantly point back to him. And I think that's where the sweetness of what my time with God has turned into is that, oh no, like throughout my day, I get opportunities to either like verbally with my words express my awe of God or in my mind be like, wow, I'm so in awe of God that he just orchestrated this time or made that really sweet or just like made that commute really calm or that conversation really awesome, that that really is communion with the person who created me. And it's really cool to see that. And like even pressing into that more, not just seeing God in the moments where things seem to be like going yeah. really well, but also saying when you pull into the parking lot and your kids have literally screamed from the second you leave to pulling in, to me, that's also a sign of maturity to commune with God and not just be like, thank you, God, for this easy commute, but say like, Lord, I need you today into those moments. You and I were just at lunch the other day and we were both just like kind of sitting there looking probably 
really defeated to other yeah. people because we were both well, no just one else expre- was in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say actually, yeah. but we were just both expressing to each other like literally how that day and then the night before we had both sat. I was in my closet. I can't remember. I where was you in were. my closet too. But I just yeah. like literally with my hands on my head was like looking up at the sky, just like closing my eyes because I literally was about to lose it on my kids, and I literally thought, Christian. I'm just going to pray. And I literally just started like whispering prayer because I was just like, I'm about to lose it. And I am so frustrated and overwhelmed right now. So yeah, I mean, it does not look pretty. I made that sound pretty magical, but it's for sure not pretty I'm like, I think more than anything, it's us in our need of like, when there's times I'm angry or overwhelmed or anxious, it's like, I can't pray this like beautiful prayer right now, but I can say over and over like, Lord, I need you. Lord, I submit to you. Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. I mean, sometimes that's what my prayers look like. And the intimacy that is brought through that is unlike anything else. And it doesn't have to be this like structured thing. Yeah. So we wanted to share just some of the things that we have brainstormed that work for us. Some of these things are going to be really like tangible things. Some of them are going to be maybe more like heady and heart wise. But I think for the one of the best things is a group of us for a few years have read through the Bible in a year using the Bible recap with Tara Lee Cobble. It's January 3rd. So if you want to start that, I'm going to plug it here because it's amazing. But one of the things that I really learned to appreciate the past two years now is the ability to listen to the Bible. And audibly, if we think about in our lives that we listen to music and we listen to all these things, mm-hmm. we listen to podcasts. Think about how right like, now. words seep into your heart. Yes. Yeah. And so, the lyrics. And, yeah. yeah. And so the Bible app has an amazing ability that you can just like play scripture. And it has been a game changer for me. It's been a game changer for me just in the season of life I am in, where realistically, I love to read my Bible in the morning. Obviously, that can look different for different people, but I just feel strongly for it for myself in the morning because it really changes my perspective for my day. And on the mornings that like, I can't get up at the like 6.30 time that I would like to get up to read. I'm like, okay, this is what it looks like. I'm going to listen to my five chapters today. And it has been a game changer because I actually love it. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. It's two to five. I don't know. But it's been so life changing for me. And I now try to share that information wherever I can to people because I'm like, no, you can just literally listen to it. And there is something about, I think, like you said, it seeps in even more because I love, you know, like it even takes you back to like, someone reading you a book growing up that like there's a sweetness to like hearing it and being able to seep in. And I love to follow along. I love to like follow along in my version. There are tons of translations that you can pick from too. I was just going to so show. This has been a game changer. I don't know if the camera can see this, but you literally just open your Bible app by you version. And then here at the bottom, it I have mine on like 17 speed. The narrator is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so simple to do that. And you can be in the car or whatever. And I even know people that have told me they like to play it out loud as they're following along with their Bible, too, if you do have your Bible open. So I think that's a really good one. One of those sweet things now, I do it a lot when I'm like folding laundry or doing dishes because it's like a task I'm having to do at hand, just like why our family's functioning. And it's so sweet, though. Now my kids will say, will hand me my phone and they'll say, Mommy, you need to talk to a friend to read the Bible. That's so and cute. I'm like, yeah, I need yeah. to talk to friends and read the Bible. Because yeah. they just know like this is what I use this yeah. tool for. Yeah. And I like that. I'm like, okay, cool. This can be known as they my don't Bible say mommy you need tool. to scroll social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yes, it's been yeah. a game changer and really honestly 
really accessible in life yeah. for really anyone. It's so true. Yeah, I got a chance to write an article that I think we shared on our social media this summer about unique ways to spend time with God throughout the year. And I want to read some of those. But one that has been new for me in this season, I've mentioned it on a few other episodes recently, just casually. But I'm like sad that I left this out because it's been so life changing for me. And it has been in the past as well. I think this is culturally very relevant to this idea of practicing gratitude. So what that looks like for me is like physically naming five things a day to be grateful for. And like I've shared previously, they typically start out for me as like the big things in life. I think about like the Thanksgiving table and your family, your friends, my home, my clothes, and those things are really important. But my rule for it as I'm doing it is that I don't want to repeat. And so you get down to like very nitty gritty things of like, I'm thankful for my daughter's outgoing personality and the way that she brings joy to Justin and I while we see her get to make friends. And like you actually get to think like really in depth about certain things that you're grateful for. And I'm telling you, those who know, know, because we just had an interview earlier today that we I mentioned this. It's like when you do that, it transforms your soul of like, wow, I have so much to be grateful for. It's like a never ending list. And it really reframes your thoughts from thinking of like, God, I need all this from you to like, God, I have all of this from you. I'm so blessed. And like it creates a deeper intimacy with the Lord that you don't get from just like going about your day and only seeing the negative. Well, like what we were just saying, I think you can recall sweetness of great joys in life, but then even in hard seasons, what that practice is allowing you to do is it also calls to mind those things that in really hard seasons, I think about when I've done that in the past, even just recognizing the differences of my husband and I, that when I've sat down to do that, it's just a hard season of marriage that I can recognize really great things, great qualities of my husband that I do not have, that I'm like, I'm thankful that he's willing to fight in that way, that I just get so frustrated or, you know, whatever it may be. So it actually changes the script on that a lot, which I love. My next one is kind of like cheesy slash cliche, but I was going to talk about picking one verse and meditating on that. I think the term meditation was always something that in my youth or just like growing up, I was like, that's kind of weird. What do you mean meditate? And there's tons of resources in this. We've talked about these a ton, but Women of the Words, one of my favorite books, but then even just different ways of studying scripture. I have really loved being able to dive into how do I find context in the scriptures that I'm reading? There's an app called the Blue Letter Bible. This is like so intense and theological, but it's an amazing resource too. So I want to make sure to mention it. Dwell is really good yes, with dwell, scripture memory. But it's given me the opportunity that I have these two things posted on my mirror. I changed them out. I've probably had these two for probably like nine-ish months now. And I have some on my kitchen counter. They're in places that I sit a lot probably and I have to like stand and do something. But just how they have transformed. One of them I had was Lamentations 322, which it's kind of become, I don't know, like a year verse, life verse. That sounds oh, really gosh. cheesy, but it really has because yeah. the verse is it's 22 through 25. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You don't have it memorized? I could, I could memorize <laughs> it, but it's just been one of those things that I at first was like, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to hang it on my mirror. And it has now been one of those things that I have called to mind that I am able to go about my day that I'm like, his mercies never fail, that they're new every morning for me, that when I wake up and I am broken and I am hurting and I hurt other people, that I can call to mind this verse to say, no, like I know I am loved by a merciful God, that he comes to me, he meets with me. And it's a sweetness that then it turns in a brokenness of me during my day, it turns my mind to then worship yeah. of him, yeah. which I think 
that is the beauty of knowing his character. For sure. And then my other verse that I've just really loved, that it's more of like a picture quote thing that I have found. A mentor actually gave it to me like years and years ago, but it goes through Galatians. And the book of Galatians calls out a lot of things about our identity, that who we are in Christ. And so it goes through six different qualities of who we are in Christ. And I think just as a woman, it's easy to forget that. It's easy to be pulled and influenced in all of the ways of our culture and times of who I am to the world. And it's so good to call to mind. And so I have that on my mirror as well. And again, it's one of those things that in my brokenness, in my struggle of a day, that having those scriptures and being able to call to mind, you know, who has God created me to be? Who does he call me to be? Humbles me. It calls me to, I hope, more righteousness and glory for him in my words and actions. And so again, ways that then I get to turn to worship in times of brokenness, which is really awesome and something that like it takes practice though. And it takes remembering and reminding ourselves of those things. That's really good. My next one was going to be, I am a stay-at-home mom. And this also works, I think, if you work in an office or whatever you do day to day, maybe if you're a teacher. Well, I don't think, can you have a Bible out if you're a teacher? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Anyways, this is just something I saw on someone's Instagram a few years ago as just this tip. And again, if we're reframing the thought of like having to have the picture perfect quiet time, I would do that in the mornings and then I'd fold up my Bible and put it in like my bag or my stack of books or whatever I'm working on and like put it away kind of for the day. And I tried to change my mindset of just like if my Bible is away, I'm not going to reach for it. And the reality is it's on your phone and all these things. But there's something different to seeing your Bible like sitting out and easily accessible. And so something I do some days if I know I'm going to be home all day with my kids or something is I leave my Bible out and open to what I was reading that morning on the kitchen counter. And you'd be shocked at how many times you end up pulling that out. And maybe like we're talking about meditating on verses, whatever verse from that morning, or I've been trying to memorize scripture lately. So going back and reading the context around the verse that I'm memorizing or whatever that might be, just to have your Bible out and accessible can really change. I mean, maybe if you have it out in your office and you rush back to your desk from like a hard meeting instead of like scrolling on your phone or texting a friend. Maybe you see your Bible there and think, wait, I'm in the presence of God. I serve a living, loving God who I can intimately meet with right now. And I just think it's almost one of those things. It's just like a mental shift of reminding you like if scripture is living and we know we serve a God who is with us at all times, it's almost like this physical reminder that he can be with you throughout your day. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's an awesome example of even as you describe, like if you're home with your kids throughout the day, it also just creates a normalcy and a very comfortable understanding of like this is an important book to us. We like to spend time reading for my life. Yeah. Yeah. And that is teaching your kids consciously or subconsciously of like, oh, this is normal. So that when they're a teenager and adult and choosing that for themselves and wanting to follow Jesus for themselves, they're like, oh, I'm very comfortable with like, this is the book I come to for wisdom. This is a book I read for fun. This is a book I spend time with. And that is just an awesome thing. We always want our conversations to be applicable to a lot of different people. And I think even you mentioning the office place, if you're someone who works in an office of like, maybe that's really unrealistic maybe you work remotely or you're on the road a lot, just simple practices of the things that we've already talked about of like listening to the Bible on your commute or driving from doctor's office to doctor's office if you're in like medical sales or something or putting the background of your phone to a scripture. There's like tons of resources now. Speaking of the YouVersion Bible app, they have like amazing screensavers now. 
Well, you can take a scripture mm-hmm. from like something you read that day and yeah. create Make a little, a like, little graphic yeah, of it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so even just practices like that, again, us calling to mind these truths about who we are and who God is ultimately to help us in our day. I lastly was going to just mention one of the things I think you and I have both grown over time. I think really, I probably learned this originally from some mentors I have had in my life, just older, wise women who have really shown me in their lives what it looks like to bring the gospel in and really be transformed by that. But just having the posture in your day to ask like, Lord, what do you have You stole for me? my last one. Gosh oh, dang it. There you go. Well, you and I talk about this stuff a lot. I was gonna so say, I'm like, they're probably going to be you like- You stole my article, my like, last sorry. one. No. But just like, yeah, what do you have for me today? That we were just talking about this in an episode you guys will hear, but- are we people who are willing to say and ask for big prayers that really, if we are asking, if we are going to be people who are open enough to say, hey, Lord, what do you have for me? Well, that could look like something really hard. That could look like something actually we don't really want to do that day. But it has really transformed how I, in my mind and heart, can interact with God. That ultimately then it's an act of surrender for me. It's an act of bringing my life before God that I'm able to say, what do you have for me today in this moment, in this time, in this hour, in this relationship, in this conversation, in this meeting? What do you have for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was writing that article, I had just heard of this girl in our small group talk about she had three kids, like very, very back to back, like very close together. And her husband is a doctor who works in an ER. So he's like really on or then he's home. But even when he's home, it's chaotic. And she was just sharing how time with God has had to look really different. And She is in probably when she'll reflect back on like one of the hardest physical on her body seasons of her life of just like never sleeping, constantly feeling pulled and how she actually felt so intimately connected with God in that season. And it's still continuing on. But this was like six months ago, just because every morning, the second she opened her eyes, usually to a baby crying, usually to some chaos, she was able to stop and say like, Lord, I surrender my day to you. It's not my day, but it's yours. And how in the moments, even if she never got to open her Bible, and she wasn't saying that that's right. Like, she's like, I need to have discipline. I need to find ways. But even in the moments where everything in her life felt like it was falling apart throughout the day, she would remember that she had spoken that in the morning. And it was almost like God's way, she said, of like nudging her to remind her, like, I'm with you. This is the day that I have made for you. I will lead you throughout this. And I've had seasons where I do that more often, but it is interesting how like when something becomes a habit, just like we have a habit of picking up our phone when we wake up, when I'm in a season of like thinking that throughout my day, it just starts my day off on this, yes, submission. I think it's an obedience act and it's a more spiritual moment act of like, not only am I doing what you've said I need to do, but I'm also like feeling the intimacy that that brings when I submit like that. So I think it's a great way to wrap up. And praying that that then exudes out from us and allows other people to do the same. Because I think if we're waking up in that posture, we get to then speak that to our husband or we get to speak that to our coworkers. We get to speak that with, as we pick up our coffee or to our kids, I think about just how that has now kind of flooded out of me to my kids that on the way to school, we pray like, okay, let's pray for what God has for us today. Because like he has created with you with a purpose and a plan for the day. And so just being able to humbly submit to that every single moment. Easier said than done. 
Very much so. Yes. Well, we hope these are some good ideas. Remember to not like feel the pressure of a new year that each day, like Christian was talking about with the verse, is it Lamentations 322, that every day is a new day and not letting that also be an excuse for not putting disciplines into place. But if you're listening to this in March right now for the first time, like it's not too late to start some of these habits. Yeah. And all the resources that we mentioned here, we'll make sure to put in our show notes too, just so you have access to them. We would love if you have questions about how we use them or how to use them yourself, then like, please just ask because we are huge fans of these. We don't link things that we don't love ourselves. And so make sure to ask because we had to learn from other people too. And so we'd love to share what we're loving. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.